0: We don't get forced to use a different song. We have definitely found the D.C. Reeves bumper music. (laughs) That's fantastic. And a great Christian contemporary band. Uh, D.C. Reeves, the mayor of Pensacola. He was this last week in D.C., so it was double D.C. Uh, D.C., welcome back to the Pensacola Morning News, sir, and welcome back home.
1: Oh, thank you, thank you. Glad to be back on. I appreciate you having me. Always.
0: So, uh, f- first thing, how was the trip to D.C.? You were in the room with President Biden, and uh, I assume it was a very educational experience. All of the different things that you got to learn.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It was. Um, it, was it was really a, a great experience. Not only from a, you know, you're a you're a new mayor in a in a community, um, and getting to meet, you know, mayor of every large city that in the United States that was there, other mayors in the state of Florida. Um, you know, obviously that, you know, that could be a great resource moving ahead for any mayor uh, to be able to get someone on the phone who knows where you are, knows where you've been. Um, but as, further than that, you know, right now there, there's uh, some really interesting times and in being a mayor in the United States in that this, uh, you know, bipartisan infrastructure bill is on its way. Um, it's why we're getting our grants office going, our economic development office going. Uh, you know, really at the perfect time um, because, you know, we, Pensacola's got to be in the game, uh, you know, with this grant funding, um, with building these relationships. And so um, I, I think it was very fruitful um, uh, with conversations. And, and I'll tell you this, what I've been t- telling everybody since I've been back is I don't care if you're Pensacola, Florida, or you're Atlanta or Miami, uh, whatever site in New York city that I would tell you right now, the four biggest issues, I mentioned this in the press conference, it's fentanyl, It's recruitment and retainment of law enforcement, homelessness, and attainable housing. There is not one city that is not dealing with those issues, albeit in different ways. Uh, But um, we are all in this together in those four issues right now, I think, pressing across the United
0: States. Well, no, I, I I can understand. And, that, you know, as we see the news reports, that clearly seems to be the pattern across the country. And it's a weirdly reassuring thing to find out that you're not uniquely screwing everything up when you know, everybody's got the same set of problems, just like slightly different slices of it. Well, right?
1: and, and innovative solutions, right? Yeah. I mean, yep. You know, when you listen to the person who's in charge of, uh, of the battlefront of, of, of combating fentanyl or you get to listen to the attorney general talk to us about fentanyl, you know, I mean – when you're when you're you hear best practices and, and you build again build relationships where you can call on someone i'll, I'll give you an interesting example the, the uh executive director of the interagency uh intergovernment agency on homelessness in the united states of america is a guy whose brother lives in Pensacola, florida huh. so i got his card and i said man i would love to pick your brain you know yeah. on, on someone who's you know leading the the entire effort on homelessness um, and so that's those it's those types of, of touch points and interactions that, you know, when you're up there and you're meeting folks is can, you know, can turn out to be really valuable. Uh,
0: coming back here to home uh, last week, City Council had a vote that was a, there were two really tight votes. Uh, the one that caught my attention the most was the one on the tree planting trust fund. And though I heard the mm-hmm. explanation given by the city to me if you penalize or require a fee out of people who cut down trees to go into a fund in order to plant trees and you then use that fund in order to cut down trees That is a philosophical violation of the whole purpose of the fund. Even though I understand that you're cutting down and replanting, it seemed to me like a real misuse of the bulk of that fund that has not been used well for very long. That's the problem. But I wanted to give you a chance to respond and kind of explain why you had asked for taking the $90,000 out of the tree planting trust fund.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So a couple things in play here. Number one, there's no better irony of government red tape than a fund of money that sits unused. That's around the topic of planting trees. You know the the classic saying: the best time to plant a tree is twenty years ago. The second best time is today. Yeah, I agree uh, wholeheartedly. I mean, this is the type of fund that should, we shouldn't be getting interest in the savings account on. Right, this is one that we should be extending to help our tree canopy. So, uh, you know, if if this money, if I said, hey, look, let's figure out a way to get caught up on on hazardous trees that needed to be cut down and this fund was empty and we had to find another fund uh certainly that would be i think a good problem for the community to have because that means we're planting a lot of trees um but you know we've had a lot of inaction and you know i'm trying to take some action and and as as it pertains to why this use with this fund and if the oxymoron that you present so to speak why are you cutting down trees with a tree planting fund understand a couple things you know we have one tree crew there's a lot of qualifications that it takes a lot of experience that it takes and a lot of expense um, to have a tree crew. We have 40 trees. If you called me right now um, from your house and said, I've got a tree that's about to go on a power line. we got about a two year backlog, um, give or take uh, it, unless it was a, obviously an emergency that, you know um, you know, it gets prioritized, but we got a two year backlog on these trees. So, what when we have a tree crew going out every single day to handle these and we've let we've gotten ourselves underwater through the hurricane, through COVID, through whatever the case may be, we've gotten that we've gotten backlogged. What is our tree crew not doing? They're not taking care of our tree canopy every day. And yeah. so, you know, and I mean we had a legal opinion, both the council and myself with our city attorney to that effect that this is a fund for maintenance. So this this is to help maintain our tree canopy. So this was an effort for us to get out from under you know, where're right now you know are we pruning trees along the side to keep them healthy and growing because we got a 40 you know tree backlog on a canopy so you know I get it you know I get to the from the planting purists uh, which I'm a huge supporter of I mean by the way I mean I, I know what tree canopies can do for economic development, local economies and now use Savannah Georgia as an example um, so I'm a huge proponent of that I mean I would love for us to get that money spent. Uh, on on planting and everything else. Um, well, let me let, I, day, let me ask you for a, a, a
0: sort of a, here's what I would love to hear from you. Um, pledge me, if you can, that you're going to do your best to spend all the money in the tree planting trust fund down to zero with planting trees. And once that is done, find a way to put another 80 or $90,000 toward that effort so that in the end, what we got was the full tree replanting trust fund in terms of trees actually planted in the city,
1: yeah, and, and look, I, what I'd say is, I mean, you could really go further than that and say what what our what our hope is is that um, that we can come up with other revenue streams to boost the tree planting trust fund. I mean, Absolutely, I said that during the campaign, I said, yeah. you know, I'm I'm willing to find other ways to make that number larger. Um, and, and and I mean, at the end of the day, how big is three hundred ninety thousand dollars, whether this is spent or not, on on really getting um, urgent. On building our tree canopy, so will I do it in that exact form? I, you know, I'd obviously have to look into that. But what I would tell you is, um, I am, I am hugely, uh, as I told former Councilman Myers, I am hugely uh, a, a proponent of, of building tree canopy, knowing the value that it is. As a matter of fact, when I'm having meetings about how we're, you know, potentially redoing some streets. And I'm saying, well, that's not good enough
0: for the tree canopy, you know, I mean, because of I how love it protects you on the that's, sidewalk. That's great. And I think that's what—that's that, that's yeah, probably that, that's, that would, that's that what would have been helpful I'm... for people to hear. Of course, you couldn't be there because you were in D.C., but just to hear that right. kind of in spirit pledge that, you know, we're not trying to not plant trees. We just we're trying to get this money right now in a way we can find it and trust us, we're going to. Make this, which is great. One of the sure. other things I wanted to ask you yeah. about DC is the um uh, obviously the big recommendation list that came off your transition team. One that we talked about, we knew this was coming because Tommy Leiter had talked about this before. But one that came as his number four, he went a little bit above. Uh, but his number four recommendation is red light cameras specifically at Ninth uh, and Bayou or uh, Brent Summit, whichever name you call it by Ninth um, and <laughs> Airport, and then Fairfield and Davis. How interested are you in in adopting that recommendation?
1: Um, I would say pretty interested. And, um, you know, at the end of the day, this is, um, when you think about the amount of, I mean, number one, uh, one of our um, biggest hurdles to um, public safety is, of course, traffic safety and and injuries, fatalities um, with accidents. You go to a second layer of that, which is all of the labor time that our sworn officers, our firefighters are spending, um, <clears throat> having to deal with these. And, you know, I, I know, I'm sure he mentioned, you know, one, one crash every 10 days at the three biggest ones. And you can, you put all that together. It's one crash every three days at just the three largest lights. So, you know, I mean, from a labor standpoint, from a, a public safety standpoint, something has to be addressed. And, and, um, so you know, I, I'm I'm certainly going to entertain it that we did not you know finalize that at any point, but uh, we we intend to um, to investigate that and see that through. You know, I, of course, I, I want to learn more about how that's going to work. Um, you know, we're we're not this is not a gotcha. This is we're not trying to say you you know you were half an inch over the line, so you know here's a hundred and something dollar ticket. Right. What we want is we want to tell people. You, you know, you are, you, we are watching and we can actually enforce these intersections. I mean, which is something we can't really say with confidence right now. So, um, so yeah, we will pursue it. Um, you know, I'm no guarantee, but. Uh, it's something that we're definitely looking
0: at. Very good. And now look, I'm in, I'm in support. I mean, all of the arguments make sense to me, especially the impossibility of policing those, particularly those three intersections. Um, I did get a text in here. Somebody says, in fairness, the previous administration, the philosophy was if we can't afford to maintain the trees, we should be cautious about how we plant them. I love that. I love that you guys are working. Okay. I mean, appreciate that. I love that you guys are working on a master plan for Parks and racks with Adrian Stills, which is fantastic. All of that makes perfect sense to me. So, and, I, you know, I wanted, to he- I wanted people to hear it from you because I know the conversation, conversation they did here would probably leave them with a bad taste. And I knew you would have a better way of saying what your plan is. Final thing, we always like to end with a lightning round. And I think I have this right. You were in the room with President Biden. Was St. Augustine also in the room, the mayor, St. Augustine?
1: Um. I'm not sure, but they, uh, I think they were like six years or rows behind us. I'm not sure. <laughs> That's yeah. all I want to know is I
0: wanted time. to make sure you were in the front row and they were not. Um, okay. So the true lightning round, um, have you ever collected or do you now collect anything? And if so, what's the weirdest thing that you collect? Uh,
1: no, not anymore. You know, I, I was a big baseball card, um, kid. Okay, know, that makes definitely sense. Definitely, I had that, you know, I'm taking up a lot of real estate in my mom's attic probably still somewhere, <laughs> um, but uh, no, not really. You know what? I press passes, you know, for my journalism day. Oh, okay. The same. All right. The, spe- the special okay, people daddy. permits.
0: Okay. All right. I got you. Um, <laughs> did you Did you make off with anything from the White House? <laughs>
1: Uh, so i brought caroline a um you know what everybody dreams of which is one of those nice fancy napkins from the bathroom
0: nice uh, yes. just, uh, the <laughs> way to go that's the way all right yep. um mayor dc reeves I i'm uh, sorry I what's that was the what was the what was last head. part there
1: we would have all done that, right? In physical, uh, Absolutely. Like I to 100%. Yeah. I'm going to do it if
0: I ever go to your house. That's that. <laughs> I've got Here, a napkin Darren, from DC Reeves, only Reeves bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> Special monogram and everything. <laughs> DC Reeves, uh, always a pleasure, sir. Uh, great to have you on, and we'll talk to you again next week. Uh, all yeah. right. Thanks, guys. Have
1: a good one. You